Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Steffi Geraldo with her single Cartwheels. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello, Nicole. In keeping with my new thing, before I say hello to you, I'm saying hello to the audience. Hello, audience. <laughs> now, and, and hello, Nicole. Hello, Greg. Hello, You know, you know I just thought of something very stupid. <laughs> Again, let's start with it before we get to um, Steffi. You're going to cut this out, right? I, no, no, I, I, I love how you always say that. We're not cutting I'm this cutting out. This is this no, out. no more editing. Uh, I love it. Why? How did songs start? Like, who thought to like, I'm thinking of something, but instead of me saying it, let me sing it. Let me, you know, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm sad today. But instead of me telling my friend, you know, Bob, I'm sad I'm sad. You know what? Maybe I'll rhyme. <laughs> I'll rhyme it too. I'll make it rhyme and give it a beat. You know uh, who, who thought of this? I think you get. I think maybe you get more attention, or maybe it it becomes more spiritual, and maybe maybe it has more power if you add the melody and you add. Uh, well, I imagine you know. it started. I guess you know. I'm totally. I have no frame of reference. I'm just riffing off this. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm thinking it would have started probably. With chanting, chanting might have been. I think that's part of it. That's part of that spiritual nature of it. You know, the the. Um, I think there's some uh, literature, as Billy Graham used to say. And then I think somewhere I'm thinking the lute. The lute has something to do with it. No, the flute. It actually bone flutes. Believe not the it or not. flute. The lute. The lute. Oh. Bone <laughs> flute. That's a that's a heavy metal band from. Uh, uh, <laughs> From, from from Scarsdale. <laughs> from, what, what's 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 the bone flute? I don't. I'm literally trying to look up the history of music right now, and apparently it all it started, started with, with it started with the bone flute. Bone well, there there's there is some literature out there that will tell you that God sang the world into existence. So it's part of our existence from the start, from the quickening. Like I wonder what is the first song. I wonder if it was any good. <laughs> like, you know. I think it's probably that. Never going to give you up. Never gonna... <laughs> we got, got Rick rolled. <laughs> anyway, what I'm going to say is so. Okay, so Steffi. We, so tell us about Steffi. You know a lot about her, don't you, um, Nicole? So with Steffi, one of the things that was very interesting, she was actually born and raised in Sweden by parents who were from Romania and Chile. So she's had a very different upbringing than most of very us. International, very right. international. But she was also on Swedish Idol, and she won the uh, National Swedish Music Competition music direct, which I think was back in 2010, 2011. And then she moved here and came to Boston for a little bit to go to the um, Berkeley. Berkeley. Went to Berkeley, right. And while she was at Berkeley, the Boston Marathon bombing happened, and she ended up writing a song called Song for Boston, which premiered on a couple prominent news stations. So she's already had a pretty colored music career so far and she became a nashvillian back in 2016 so ah, she lives in nashville now she does and with her new ep that's going to be coming out in 2022 what she's doing is she's releasing the singles beforehand and culminating it with the ep which is my head and heart so cartwheels which is what you just heard is actually the first single off of that album she got a uh, very distinctive lead vocal, but I think the 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 interesting thing going on with the the track we just heard is actually the background vocal uh, arrangement is super cool. I think 
Okay, now let's totally change the subject. We'll get back to we talk to Steffi later, so we'll, we'll after later sure. we'll hear our, our thoughts. I just saw something too that you know this new thing these master classes they have. Yeah, yeah. I just saw one with Ringo. What? Can you imagine? You can have a drum master class with Ringo. How much does that cost? It's only. It's like I, I think it's pre-recorded. I don't think you actually talk to him. I, or maybe you do. It's like only one hundred eighty-nine dollars. It's like, but. Can you imagine, like, you know, at that point where you could have one of the Beatles? Are you sure it's not a scam? Like, no, it's, it's Ringo did the commercial. It's a Ringo. They have a lot. Yeah, they have a lot of people doing that. And I think that I think it's interesting. I think it's a, just a way to if you, if you can scale thousands of people. Yeah, of course, it's worth it on the stream. And you're you're talking about a couple hundred bucks a pop. You know, and that's how they're getting these big names is because that kind of money. Oh, yeah, you're the, right. The opportunity will turn somebody's head, you know. A million people that want to going to be on the Ringo drummer one, you know. Yeah, just, at $189. At $189, by my calculation, and I'm no numbers, man, that's $189 million growth. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's that many, but it's, it's just it's just like it's getting to the point where what I loved about the mystery of the acts when I was growing up, like, you know, I don't know if I would love the Beatles on Twitter today or when I was a kid. I don't think I wanted to hear what John Lennon does tweet every day. I might have got sick of them, you know. That's um, interesting. Yeah. I like the idea of that. They were, it was rare to hear them talk. It was rare to see them in an interview. It, it was it was it what made them cool is they were so unexpected inaccessible and, and mysterious and they were in london it was weird nowadays like you know everyone is like in your face like who cares in a way you know what i mean i would say the average everyday person and up-and-coming musicians and even musicians that have a, a a bit of a following they are but if you like look at the bigger celebrities and the bigger musicians, they are not all up in your face. Like they are very rarely posting on social media, let alone like sharing their everyday lives. No, but the new young ones are. Well, the young ones are. That's what like, I'm saying. So when the Beatles were 22, when they were, when they were happening, if they had Twitter, they probably would have been as well. Probably. Maybe. The younger ones have been taught, you know, you got to do four posts a day or you've got to do, you know, you've got to consistently engage in order to remain relevant. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stream how you make your salad in the morning, or else people aren't gonna know that you you have anything worth saying. I'm all about the backstage mentality of an engaged audience. I think that engagement is actually the coin of the realm for artists today. But you can you can go overboard. You can, you can certainly go overboard. I think it would have lessened um, Dylan's appeal if you saw if he was able to post his breakfast every morning. You know, and I, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. But now changing the subject even again. Here I am all over the place today. You are, Carl. I saw I saw this great thing on YouTube. I saw I, I must have been one of those CMT. You know, with two different genres worked together. It was Sting Crossroads and, and yeah Crossroads and Vince Gill, right? I knew he was good. I never knew how great a guitarist Vince Gill was. He was, yeah, you should really see this. He was like, I'm telling you, he was great. It was like, holy, he did this. It was, it was just, it was impeccable. I mean, I've always been, he's a, he's a great player. I've always been bored by his music, but. Uh, well, man, I don't know about his music, but together on the stage, I think it was live and he sang the song. It was like typical rock, you know, or country rock. Bone did I got the metal, did that, whatever it was. And then Sting was kind of cool being Sting, just being 
But then he just played the lead and like, it was effortless. It was like, it was just so flawless and, and precisely, it, it was great. You know, you know, hats yeah. off to Vince Gill. I never I think he played. I think years back, I think he actually played some. Was he in the Pure or maybe Prairie League? He was in Pure Prairie League. Yeah. Amy. So, yeah. So he, so he, uh, yeah, he he probably played a lot of guitar on the road for several years. He was good. He's really honed good. Honed that, honed that talent. Yeah. And now, was, I, I guess I could see them now. You have to see in that. I can see how he's in the Eagles. I can see how he could be the second oh, guitar yeah. player in the Eagles. Because yep. like him and Joe Walsh, man, they could probably easily do that all those eagle things you know i see joe walsh all the time once a week i see something that he's doing or a picture of him or he's he must have some kind of good digital publicist pretty random person to keep seeing you know in in the news or is it in the news or is it in like your facebook feed well, they call it a news feed. I, uh, not much news in my news feed. No, so there's a reason that you're seeing <laughs> yeah. it more often. It's not because he is a good digital publicist. It's because you probably clicked on something about him once, so they're going to feed that information to you as it's available. I don't know. It's it's in one of those aggregated news feeds, you know, one of those things like uh, they create content. I clicked on something from that website and that's probably why i see it but yeah they're they're retargeting you so yeah exactly isn't it aggravated aggravated <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's an aggravator one of those yeah. aggravated algorithms yeah. digital aggravator <laughs> exactly so what else we got to talk about here what's coming up is there a holiday oh, well, coming up? well it is our thanksgiving episode we have Thanksgiving coming up oh, on Thursday. What makes this the Thanksgiving? We need we need to say what we're grateful for. Well, or because it's the episode before Thanksgiving. We can't have an episode so, after Thanksgiving. So there's nothing Thanksgiving-esque about it, uh, is it? Well, I'm pretty sure Greg would have liked us to have some pretzel salad that's being made. Well, so. right. Uh, the pretzel Explain salad that again. this Explain year. Explain to the audience what that obnoxious, nauseating thing on, is. On, <laughs> on holidays, it's a requirement that either my wife or I, usually my wife prepares what's called strawberry pretzel salad. I think it came out of a the back of a Southern Living magazine uh, circa 1981. TV guide. Yeah, so <laughs> it's basically frozen strawberries, strawberry jello, sweetened cream cheese, and pretzels. And you make this concoction up, and then you place it in the refrigerator overnight, and it comes out this delectable gelatinous life-changing gelatinous mound of joy does it jiggle it jiggles a little yeah and um you know i mean there are varying degrees of how this thing is is constructed you know sometimes it's a little too loose sometimes it's, <laughs> it's perfect structed. sometimes it's um it's a little too jiggly so it becomes the focus of the celebration every single holiday. And many people that come to celebrate the holidays with us will not come unless this dish is prepared. So tomorrow is my wedding anniversary, by the way, 37 years wow, of, wedded, of, of wedded bliss. And oh, we didn't even do so much as get a card for one another. <laughs> oh, when you get this when you get married this close to a holiday you you tend to forget about it sometimes Oh, I can't forget my anniversary and it's 3 days after Christmas. So. Oh, well, man. <laughs> so you're thankful for Maud? Oh, I'm I'm most definitely thankful for her. I'm thankful for um 
I'm thankful, thankful for you all. I'm thankful for, um, our, our friendship of all these years and my new friendship with Nicole. I'm thankful for, uh, the ability to kind of do what I want to do these days. Uh, I've got some stuff on the drawing board for, uh, 2022 and, um, I'm reasonably healthy and, uh, reasonably enthusiastic about life for the next several years. So I'm good. How about you, Nicole? What do you got? I guess, I mean, looking back over this last year, I am thankful for all of the decisions that were made that kind of led me to where I am right now. So being able to sell our old house and build this dream house of ours that we'll be in until we die. Thankful for Kenzie and how she's grown and, you know, really become this amazing little girl who's talking and talking back, which is always fun. And really actually for being able to get more into the music industry. Um, That's something that I've always wanted to do. But between this podcast and what we're doing with MCR Crowdfund and a couple of the other ideas we have going on, like I'm very excited for what 2022 is going to hold. So that is what I'm thankful for. Well, what are you thankful for, Carl? That's such a loaded question. Like, you know, I'm thankful for the basic stuff. You know, I'm healthy. You know, I, I don't want to get into too personal stuff, but a lot of stuff to be thankful for. So we've been going on and on. I think we should get to some more music, don't you think? Yeah, yeah let's do it. So we are going to hear Steffi's single, Parachute. But before we actually listen to that, we are going to hear a word from a company that is near and dear to our hearts called MCR Crowdfund. So learn a little bit more about MCR Crowdfund and then stay tuned for Steffi's single, Parachute. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by MCR Crowdfund. MCR Crowdfund, the premier crowdfunding platform for indie music artists. Get the best elements of crowdfunding without all the hassle. To learn more, go to mcrcrowdfund.com. Again, that is mcrcrowdfund.com. Started out with a free fall Your blue eyes and your untethered soul We broke into your neighbor's pool Took a dive, we had nothing else
that was a Steffi Geraldo single parachute. So we are back. That flows um, nicely. Yeah. I get it. I get into the flow of these tracks. All right. So we did talk to Steffi, though. So let's get to know her a little bit, right? We did. It is time for our questions of the week segment. Oh, man, that sounds good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question that we asked her is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, my name is Steffi Geraldo, and I'm a singer-songwriter and recording artist in Nashville, Tennessee. I was born and raised in a small town in Sweden called Mariefried, and I moved to America in 2012 to study a degree in songwriting at Berklee College of Music. And then after I graduated, I moved to Nashville because I love the honest songwriting and the beautiful community of musicians in Nashville. So I've been making music in Nashville for a while, and I'm super excited for all the upcoming music that I have. The first single off the album is called Cartwheels, and it's out everywhere now. You know, I liked, I liked when she starts off, she says, hi, <laughs> and, and it like immediately drew me in. It's like right. I'm listening to what she's saying. She's, she's, she's talking directly to all of us. I think it's cool. No wonder Carl wants to say hi to the audience from now on. Well, there you go. We're trying to like learn from Steffi. What (laughs) was the second question? So the second question we asked her is, what music projects are you currently working on? I just released the first single off my debut album called Cartwheels in October. And now I'm working on music videos and finishing up the next couple of singles. That'll be out in 2022, followed by my debut full-length album called My Heart in My Head. That will be out summer of 2022. So it's all super exciting. And I love being as involved as I possibly can with every little detail from production to listening to the mixes and masters and the visuals. And it's it's all such a fun journey. And I'm so, so excited for it. She has the best sounding answers we've ever had. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sonic wise, right? Oh. It sounds like she's in the studio with us. It I, does. I, I bet she doesn't speak Swedish. No, she does too. The way she said the name of her yeah, town, you she, can tell. Really, she, you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you ever see the movie uh, Trading Places? Uh, every time mm-hmm. I hear, yeah. every time I hear that, that someone is from Sweden, that Jamie Lee Curtis character in that movie that. They're, they're on that on train. Road, yeah. A, yeah, I'm from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They make different stereotypes, right? So the next thing we asked her is, what music artists have influenced your career so far? I grew up singing in the church choir, but I learned that I needed to accompany myself. So naturally, I turned to YouTube and um, tabs online, and I started learning how to play guitar to Kobe Calais and Taylor Swift and... I think that naturally has inspired my songwriting and I love music that's kind of emotional and just kind of grabs a hold of you. So I think country music really speaks to me for that matter because it's it's soulful and genuine and honest and and I really gravitate towards that myself. And then I think being from Sweden, it's kind of impossible not to get influenced by Max Martin and the genius that is his pop writing. So I would like to think that hopefully I got some inspiration from there as well. Um, And yeah, I I love music and I listen to all kinds of music and as much of it as I possibly can. So I try and draw inspiration from from everything, (laughs) everything around me. 
You know, she could read children's books. She really could. <laughs> Our voice is great. Yeah, it really is. Right? Is it's, it just me? It, well, it's clear, and she she can. But it's expressive, and like, and she, but I, she can I like control it too. Like, she's not just. It's not sloppy. Like, it's very, very, very well done. It's very. Um. Uh. It's also really, really great to hear somebody genuinely inspired by contemporary country music, and I think she is, and I think that will put her in a really good position to collaborate and she's probably going to be able to maximize her experience here in Nashville because you can hear it in her voice. She's really into what's right. going on musically in Nashville. She so likes that's, it, that's, right. That's great. I mean, uh, because this is a probably time more so than half the people there. Now. Well, this is a time in country music where I think people are scratching their heads. It's like, who do we look to? You know, what what's inspiring about this scene, you know? And there, there are some artists that, quite frankly, are you know maybe garnering a few streams here and there, but you know they're 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 getting more attention for the for the silly stuff that's being done as opposed to the records they're making. What was the, oh? So now we have our final and our final and what I thought was our favorite, but may not be our favorite question. Uh, the infamous question. <laughs> the infamous. Yeah. What does a successful music career look like to you? The ultimate dream would be to do music full time and support myself and my career doing music. I love writing songs for myself and my artistry, but I have so much fun working with other artists and writing with other people. Just those collaborations, I think, are so special to me. And um, I also work in sync, which is writing for film and TV. And that's been so much fun. Um Right now, me and my husband are working on some indie folk pop, and we've been doing some you know, epic cinematic stuff. And um, it's just so fun to be able to create a whole sonic world. And, I mean, I would love to see it placed in, in a TV show or a movie and make an income doing that because it's the ultimate playground, and I love it so much. Um, so, yeah, being able to do music, all different kinds and forms and shapes, of music and support myself doing it. I think that would be the ultimate success. Very cool. Again, yeah. that seems to be it. You know, like, well, I guess it's always, that has been it. I think one of the strengths of this little podcast that we've been doing is when we hit upon the idea that we would ask specific questions of the artists and of the writers, and we would just get the answer and we would just put the answer in, you know, none of this, none of this back and forth, you know, so we use that little, that little thing called speak pipe. And I think you can really hear the passion and you can hear what these writers are like, how they approach their creative lives. What well, they're I doing, think it's, you know? I think it's cooler because yeah. I think, you know, when you have them interview them on the show, they're on the spot and they got to talk. Yep. This way they have a chance to do it themselves. Yep. I think the answers are more honest and, 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 you know, and they take their, they can take their time and actually like collect their thoughts without it coming out in like verbal diarrhea and, and get not sound like an idiot. Like yeah. I do all the time. And, well, you can, get you can hear it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, and you can hear it in their voice, you know, I mean, you can hear their passion, their interest, their, um, you and, can hear their intellect and their you know? confidence behind yeah. it too. Like they're yeah. not just talking in, in circles, trying to get an answer out because they're on the spot. Yeah, we need to keep in the uh, questions. Yeah, we keep will it in. be. Anyway, we've been going on and on, man. We're, let's. Uh, we got one other song to play. So we do. So we'll get on at it. Anything, anything you wanted to say? Any, any Thanksgiving message you want to say, Nicole? Anything more? 
Uh, I just that we're thankful for everyone who listens to our podcast and we hope that we provide you some laughter and some insight into the music industry each week. And we hope that the artists that we featured so far and in the new year and however nice songs. Yeah. And however many more years we do this, you uh, start investing in some of these artists that we're featuring and become fans of them. Very well. And and that's it. All right. So talk us out and let's get out of here. Let's get on out of here. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Please make sure that you listen all the way through because we will be playing Wiser, which is the last single by Steffi Giraldo. For everything that we spoke about in this episode and links, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. Again, that is 9420.com. <laughs> Numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Have a great holiday, everybody. Can control oh, oh, oh. when you come around.